Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network, episode number 67. It is Wednesday, September the 9th, 2020. Uh, working our way into the fall. Actually, a chill in the air every once in a while when you walk outside, which uh, signals autumn is here. A lot of great racing still to come here in the 2020 season. Of course, as you all know, with everything that happened through the COVID-19 pandemic, the whole sport kind of shut down for a time. A lot of races getting rescheduled, moved. So we got a lot of races uh, on the on the calendar through September October, November, and into December. So there'll be a lot more EKM debriefs, a lot more podcasts, a lot more content coming here on EKM. Again, my name is Rob Howden, joined as always by David Cole. The event in question, the review today of the 2020 United States Pro Kart Series Badger State Grand Prix. This USPKS series heading north to Wisconsin this past weekend to SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex at Road America. David Cole was trackside along with Tim Coyne. We did our EKM trackside live coverage. David's going to give us a full overview of what we saw uh, this past weekend. Today's show brought to you by Franklin Motorsports. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and they can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. They specialize in IME engines, tilt seats, and of course, their championship-winning Merlin chassis. They've been supplying racers with start-to-finish support at race events for years, from providing a helping hand on a weekday test outing or at a club event, to full arrive-and-drive packages at the highest level of karting competition. For everything's car- uh, for all things karting, rather, visit franklincart.com. And David, talking about Franklin Kart and Franklin Motorsports, man, you're essentially in their... Uh, their, you know, their backyard in Wisconsin this past weekend. We were. We were in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin for the uh, second event of the United States Pro Kart Series. Uh, and you don't realize how close Road America really is to Milwaukee. I, it took me an hour basically from yeah. downtown <laughs> Milwaukee to uh, to the gates at Road America. So it's not that far away from the metropolitan area of, Mil- of Milwaukee. Uh, probably, what, probably an hour, hour and a half away from Green Bay as well. So it's kind of kind of centralized in the middle of the eastern half of the uh, of the state and uh and of course as you know it is one of the uh, the crown jewels of uh, north america yeah. racing yeah one of my favorite tracks to go to every year you know we obviously head there with the road to indian indy car it's been some time and you'll, you'll talk about this some time since we've been there with karting itself as well at the c-tech manufacturing motorplex and uh, you know, when everything kind of moved around and people were trying to figure out where we were going to be able to race, I was really happy to see that Mark Coates decided to, to you know, to put a race uh, up there at Road America because I think it's it's a place that they that the track's a fantastic racetrack. They put some money into it in, in the resurfacing, and yeah, it deserved a national for sure. And I, I'm looking forward to, to getting your report here today. Yeah, and Wisconsin is one of the states that has been open uh, with the uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic. Uh, obviously, we've seen stuff uh, being moved out of Illinois. Uh, that's that's been a, a major issue. Indiana is another state, as we know from the last two months, being very busy uh, with motorsports and racing. Um, so again, that you know that had a lot to do with it as well, because again, Florida, you know, was was going to be the opener back in March when everything. Uh, happened, but uh, as we know, Florida has kind of been a little bit locked down here and there sporadically with uh, with events such as karting, and so it's very hard. Yeah, as you said, to to kind of to schedule around uh, what's you know what's going on in the sport. So 
but yeah, it was great to uh, it's great to uh, get the uh, United States Pro Car Series up to Road America. A great weekend overall. Comfortable temperatures all weekend long. There was a threat of rain on Sunday. It was, you know, even Saturday night, everybody's like, okay, should we do the rain setup now or wait in the morning? And <laughs> and that's the one of the things that there was nothing on the radar whatsoever that was west of, of Elkhart Lake, you know, maybe in Montana, nothing, no, nothing even out that far. And so I had the bet of it wasn't going to rain on Sunday. I, I was telling everybody, no, you know, I had my uh, junior meteorologist hat on and I was like, <laughs> it's not going to rain. And it right. and it didn't rain until the final checkered flag waved and and there was a little bit of a light sprinkle as the podiums took place so uh, it, it timed out perfectly uh, but more importantly no major incidents no red flags no flips no ambulance runs whatsoever so it was a safe weekend overall again it's just you know it was it was a really and no major issues in the opening corners with the with the way the uh, the tracks laid out with the uh, the, the chicane essentially for uh, the opening corner. So it was, yeah. it was overall a really successful, strong, uh, safe weekend. Nice. Just, just uh, off the top overall sense that people would, do people want to go back to road America again? Well, I'll get in that later, but I mean, essentially, yeah, I think, I think that's the kind of the general consensus of being there this past weekend. I mean, it's a, I mean, this is the first time that I had been there with cars actually on the race tra- on the big racetrack on the 4.1 mile uh, road course. So it was cool to be, it, you know, it kind of had that Daytona feel where, yeah. you know, there's another event going on aside from your event. And a lot of times you saw a lot of the, uh, it was a Porsche event. So there were a lot of the uh, golf carts from that side of the, pa- of the paddock coming this way uh, to check out the karting events. And, and of course, you know, there's trails that run, all along the 4.1 mile track. So golf carts and, and walkers are all along that. And to be honest, I think people just go there and camp and hang out for the weekend. So you just had some st- casual standbyers that came to just hang out at the racetrack, watching karting like and, and watching the, uh, I think that had about 150 Porsches out on the, uh, wow, on the racetrack. That's so, big. I mean, you're all talking right, cool. like, like 40 year old Porsches to, you know, cars that have been in gt3 competition last year so nice so uh you did all the things you, you went you went down to seepkins i saw i saw some stuff on social media get a couple more e-card new stickers out in the seepkins i like that that's good yeah yeah it's uh again it's a historic place um a lot of different uh places to kind of stop off at uh in road road america i'll talk i'll talk a little bit more about that in product all right i like it okay let's jump into the numbers dave by the numbers uh, and we do this every every uh, debrief. We talked about the the great numbers from Newcastle to start the season off. Two hundred eighteen entries for that particular race at Newcastle, the opener this year. Again, that kind of you know was strengthened a little bit by the fact that the Scusa Pro Tour was coming uh, for a double week weekend there. So guys potentially wanting to get set up. Overall, one hundred and sixty five entries. I think did you end up with at Road America? Excuse me. That, yep, the one hundred sixty five entries was the total. So uh, again, you look at it. It was the fourth largest. Uh, USPKS event in the eight year history of the program. So, uh, to, to start off the year with the largest ever, and then now the fourth largest, it's a uh, pretty good numbers because I think we, uh, at GoPro, you're going to have the opportunity to kind of be in between that 218 to 165. So anywhere, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of throw a 180 mark out there. I think it's going to be around that 180 mark because, uh, the GoPro just has a number of locals who, uh, always show up to uh, major events such as this, 
being in the month of October, something not not a lot of racing's going on, so people are going to be wanting to still go racing by that time. So uh, yeah, I think I think we're going to have you know this will probably be next to last year one of the best series, uh, best years in terms of numbers with the program. Yeah, 23 drivers in both the micro and mini swift category, 24 in junior, 27 in X30 Pro, 12 drivers in the X30 Masters class, and 19 and 37 respectively in KA100 junior and senior. So uh, with that nice, tight, focused seven-class structure, some good numbers there, mostly in the in the, uh, in the the mid-20s, couple under the teens, and of course one, the, the highest one, KA100 senior at 37 drivers. When we get back from this break, David Cole will jump into the paddock pass and David will give you some more insight. Not so much what happened in all the racing events themselves, but of course what happened overall, uh, you know, kind of milling around the paddock and stuff that Dave might have picked up. So stay with us, folks. More to come here on, as we said, the 67th episode of the EKN Debrief as David Cole gives us our full podcast review of the USPKS Badger State Grand Prix from Road America. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and safety gear to get you on the track. ShopAKRA.com offers a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors in the sport to ensure that all the latest equipment is available to you, the consumer. With customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Also, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials, clearance items, and new products. Experience and passion. That's what led to the launch of AMAX Racing. Owner Charles Maxwell began AMAX Racing in 2015, expanding the operation in 2019 with a focus on driver development for drivers of all age groups and backgrounds. From top level drivers to grassroots racers or families looking for a team that will help them achieve their goals, AMAX Racing can guide you with the absolute best trackside service at affordable prices. No matter the chassis, AMAX Racing welcomes you and has the experience to put you on the top of the podium. You can join the AMAX Racing family at the WK Manufacturers Cup Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, and local events around the Indianapolis area. The operation is also set to compete at the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals later this season. For more information, contact them at 317-437-5886 or find them on Facebook. AMAX Racing, all of your karting needs under 110. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, the EKN debrief for the most recent USPKS event, the second round of the series at Road America. The Paddock Pass now coming up, brought to you by IAMI USA. IAMI USA is the importer and distributor of the hottest two-cycle engine program in American karting, featuring the X30 uh, X30, the KA100, and the Swift engines, which can be found at the club, regional, and national karting events from coast to coast. IAMI USA's dedication to quality and customer service is second to none. IAMI is also a proud supporter of programs such as the International Kart Federation, the United States Pro Kart Series, WK Manufacturers Cup, F-Series Gear Up Challenge, and the Supercarts USA Pro Tour, Winter Series, 
in pro kart challenges. All right, David, what do you got in the paddock pass for us here from Road America? Well, you kind of got into it a little bit during our opening. Uh, was the uh, it's been a while since we had been to Road America for for karting, at least uh, as you mentioned, you've been there with Road to Indy and IndyCar series. Uh, for me and and Ecan Trackside, it's been it's been ten years since uh, we were at Road America. We were there for the Manufacturers Cup series alongside the National Road Racing series that took place in two thousand and ten. And we had not been trackside uh, for an event for 10 years. So it was great to be there. And again, a very nostalgic weekend because for me, myself, I personally have been going to Road America since 1998 uh, in, the, uh, in the road racing part of the, uh, of the event. Always Father's Day weekend in June uh, with Badger Kart Club hosting the event. I had a number of years where I was uh, behind the scenes helping uh, kind of help put together, you know, being part of the uh, 1,000 entries uh, racing around the 4.1 mile oval or road course, but, uh, just, just being there and seeing the sights again, I think was, was, was very cool and, and brought back a lot of memories because road America is a lot of memories just, just in my life. Um, even EKN, um, I believe it was road America where me and you had a little discussion in a car about, uh, this website called ecartingnews.com. <laughs> Much, so, yeah. uh, it, uh, it, a lot of different memories, even with my wife, uh, you know, we first started dating, I had to go to road America to go race. And we actually just first started dating around that time. Uh, she's been there a number of times. My, my, you know, my entire family's been there. So just, it was really cool to kind of drive through the, uh, the main paddock again, because that's where I spent so many years, uh, with, uh, with, uh, the Badger Kart Club Super Nationals, as they called it back then. And, uh, it is just, and just cool to see. And again, going to the cart track and not being there for 10 years, you don't realize how, how much elevation there is around that facility. It's just amazing. It amazes you. We did the outlap. I mean, you sit, you sit there, uh, where, where the cart track is and directly behind you is the famous kink that everybody knows on the backstretch of road America. And you feel like you're probably what ten stories up above exactly. it, and it's it's just yep. amazing to sit there and listen to the cars just scream through uh, through the kinks. So, uh, I mean, it, it's certainly a bucket list facility for sure. I, I I I I don't know. It just obviously being on the road course or road course, you've done it both in car and a cart. So uh, it's just something about that place. Even talking with uh, with Alan Rudolph and and Mike Rollison, who have been there, you know before I was even, and, and, you know, Rollison's a former winner there. Alan Rudolph has the actual cart track record on the, uh, on the 4.1, uh, road course. I believe it was a two fourteen lap time. Uh, so again, that's only about what 20 seconds slower than an Indy car <laughs> yeah, in, in the, in the, uh, in the PVP 250 super. Yeah. yeah. With the, uh, BRC, yeah. BRC 250 engine. So, uh, did he have the BRC? It was, on it? it was a one? BRC. Yeah. I remember that so, man. He was hauling ass. It's just, cool. it was just so cool to finally get back there. Uh, and it, it, it definitely with the watching the Porsche cars out on the racetrack, it definitely wants me to go there for IMSA or IndyCar, IndyCar race. It would just, just to be able to go around to all the different places. I mean, you could spend the entire weekend at all these different locations around the racetrack and, oh, and not, yeah. not be able to get to all of them that you want to go to. Yeah, well, David, hey, listen, we'll see what happens next year when we go back with with IndyCar and the road to Indy. We'll have to have you along for, for the weekend. Well, I, I, I think I just want to camp out with, like, Kyle Krause and all those uh, – Dave McIntyre from 
cup carts North it. America, just hanging out yeah. and enjoying racing. You know, that's kind of what that's it's it, about. Right? So good for you. Good for you. As you said, uh, fourth largest event in the eight year history of the USPKS of the event, uh, um, you know, right there with the, the races at Newcastle, both 2020, 2019 and, and GoPro 2019. And David, you know, when we're saying that the, that the, the biggest, the four biggest races in the eight year history have been in the last two years, that just says a lot, I think, about the USPKS and how they've developed such a, a really devout following. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with kind of the influx of the of the major teams that have been supporting the program. Uh, you got to go back to the beginning with Franklin Motorsports, Nitro Kart, Kart Sport North America. They were kind of some of the, the the first teams to kind of get really get behind the program. But now that you see the Rollison Performance Group, Crosslink Competition, Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, Trinity Karting Group, all these teams that are are jumping on board are helping to build the, those numbers up uh, to record totals because they they understand and they see the uh, the structure and the uh, Really, it's just it's a relaxing weekend. Uh, when you talk to a lot of people that go everywhere, it's just it's a much more it's a fun re- weekend. It's a much more relaxing weekend, and and there's kind of just no, a no BS type mentality where you you go out, you know, everybody's relaxed. You do your job, you get on the racetrack, you you race, and you're done. And you sit back and and relax and enjoy the evening. Or I mean, that was the thing. Saturday, there was a lot of people that were gone. Or, right away um to because you know we're done before five o'clock so they allows them to get back to the hotel you know by six you're out to dinner by seven back to the hotel by eight so you get a nice relaxing sleep rather than you know maybe only the six hours of sleep time in between days so i think it's just i think there's just a number of factors that uh, people are gravitating to uh the usbks you know, obviously, David, you going up there for the first time with the USPKS, uh, a lot of carts there. You know, probably the, it's obviously the biggest race they've had in, in many, many years. What was overall with the, with the new track surfacing, the track itself? What uh, what did what was the what's the feedback you got from drivers in terms of the track itself? Well, it was repaved in two, at the end of 2017. So really, 2018 was the first year that the track had the uh, the new pavement. And Route 66 was there along with a number of other programs. And, and the one thing you heard over the last two two years about the facility was the fact that there isn't a lot of grip in the track. Uh, the, the, the way the surface was laid down, it, I mean, you, you can see black being laid down, but the grip is not there. Uh, so that's something that everybody was battling with from Thursday all the way through Sunday was getting grip and finding grip. I mean, you could, you could even see the essentially the X30 carts sliding into the apex rather than, you know, planting the cart. Uh, so it was really more mechanical rather than, uh, you know, grip in the, through the, uh, the rubber and the, uh, MG tires. Um, just something about the way that track surface is, you know, I don't know exactly the chemistry that, <laughs> and, and compounds that, that built the, the, the surface, but, uh, it, it was really like watching carts on an ice rink. Uh, racing around because you, it wasn't that typical, you know, planting through the apex of the corner. It was, yeah. it was just a lot of one thing that really stood out was patience. That's one of the masters drivers told me, I have no patience and this track requires patience. I don't like it. <laughs> and so that was one of the things. And, and the other thing too, was um, the curbing. Uh, it's not essentially curbs that they had around the racetrack. It was the, the rumble strips, both at the apex and at the exit. So, 
you know, the eggs that you're typically used to rumble strips, but the apex was quite different because carts would essentially drive over them, you know, kind of like the Danny Formal would drive over a curb where you put it, you know, in the middle of the race of the seat. And so there was a lot of divots, um, especially in like, say the chicane area, we'll turns one and two, uh, going up the hill, uh, where your, t- your front tire would dip, you know, because there was so much dirt that was, ar- that was missing already from, from carts going over it continuously, continuously. So that caused a lot of chains to be broken. It caused a lot of axles just to be bent by, by the, uh, the dip uh, through the apexes or, uh, king and of course, kingpins as well too. So, uh, you know, mechanics and drivers had to be, uh, you know, on it all weekend long, making sure everything was straight and, and nothing was bent, uh, through those apex because again, sometimes a faster way is, is the roughest way, but, uh, it was, it was interesting to watch and, and we'll see if, if they make changes to the racetrack and maybe add some apex curbs instead of the, the, uh, the uh, the rumble strips, but with it being mostly a club track and rental cart track, I don't know if it's something they don't want to do because it might cause more uh, more maintenance for the uh, rental carts. Yeah, that that's that makes sense. Uh, anything else standing out in terms of the the race weekend itself? Uh, the, I think the one bad area uh, that you can look at for the weekend was um, uh, the way the uh, the the VP fuel and the ceramic oil. Uh, we're mixing in the cold temperatures. So we had, a, there was a lot of issues. I think it even began uh, the weekend prior to at the, uh, the Badger cart club uh, event for the route 66 sprint series, uh, noticing how the, the fuel and the oil was separating and uh, was not mixing well and, and caused uh, a number of issues getting, you know, with the engine getting going guys would leave the grid and the engine would shut off right away and they would come in and the carb would be full of, goo or gunk that uh you know okay. with the way the uh the separation of the oil and the and the fuel were were happening so the series knows it um you know they they made sure people were aware of it as it was going on throughout the weekend people were still struggling with it sunday morning um but uh the series is aware of it they're looking at you know options they can look at into uh, whether it be you know something with the ceramic oil or maybe making a change going to a different oil for the the finale finale uh, in GoPro because again it would be in October we could be even colder temperatures so well, David um, you, what what you mentioned cold, cooler temperatures what what kind of temps were we talking about I think it was probably in the in the fifties so I mean oh, okay. not freezing but uh, but you know colder it's it's not you know it it, it had a bit of a chill every morning. Um, because the temperatures would drop down and or in the northern part of the hemisphere. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's it's something that we weren't, nobody was aware of until it happened a little bit last weekend and more so uh, this past weekend for the USPKS event. So obviously the series is going to be talking with uh, Ceramic and she, because one of the things I, I thought of over the weekend, and I'm not a chemist or anything, I don't know how this stuff works, but in Europe, they run petrol. They don't run racing gas, so it's more of a pump gas that they that they run with with racing engines. So I'm not sure if maybe it has something to do with with the high octane that VP fuel is compared to what ceramic has been run run with in in Europe. So because obviously there hasn't been any issues that uh, was told about with uh, the ceramic oil. So um, again, the series yeah. has to work yeah. with ceramic. And, and see what uh, what kind of options or solutions can be done. 
uh, for for obviously the, fo- the the closing events of the 2020 season. So it, it'll be something that uh, they'll be uh, releasing some statements here in the next week or two. Copy. Well, there's David Cole, folks, giving you the uh, Paddock Pass, a little insight into the event itself. Of course, Paddock Pass brought to you by IAMI USA. On the other side of this quick break, uh, we'll jump into the race reports. Not time to start going class by class. David will give us the update. Of course, midway through the season, we'll find out who was able to do well. We'll talk a little bit about likely how the championships are uh, involving as well. Stay tuned, folks. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Most recently, Leading Edge Motorsports and Greg Bell helped guide Danny Formel to victory at both the Rock the Rio and the Supercarts USA Super Nationals 23. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer for IP karting, which includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports is already looking forward to the 2021 season, which begins with the Challenge of the Americas, the premier winter series on the West Coast under the Rock Cup USA banner. Leading Edge Motorsports is also eyeing the Florida Winter Tour and several other programs. Arrive and Drive services to kart preparation and driver coaching are all available under the LEM 10 throughout 2021. Greg Bell has been building racing engines for over 20 years, and he's excited with the continuing growth of his new Mega Power race motor building program. It doesn't matter what color your chassis is, choose Mega Power to get to the front. For more information, click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com and find them on Facebook. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine, and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Welcome back to the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network, episode number 67. David Cole giving us a full review of the USPKS Badger State Grand Prix from SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex in Road America. The race report today brought to you by Streeter Superstands. With decades of experience and an unbeatable reputation, Streeter Superstands leads the way in quality, innovation, and affordable lifts. Stands and an amazing selection of trailer and shop accessories to make you the envy at every event. From local club racers and regional warriors to the top pro tour teams, racers demand the best, and Streeter Superstands builds it. Roll with the best and shop online at StreeterSuperstands.com. 
All right, David, as we always do, let's go headline first. Let's start with the X30 Pro category. A lot of cash up for grabs, $5,000 for the overall win. And uh, give me kind of the headline of how things handled here this particular weekend. Why don't you read the headline? You're a great headline reader. <laughs> All right, I'll do it for you. Duke Medjian grabs second as Conteca earns career first. I like that headline. Fill it in. Yes, uh, great uh, opening round for Diego Conteca uh, out of Florida. Nice. Uh, sweeping Saturday's action from qualifying all the way to the main event. But uh, he got away in the pre-final, kind of drove away to the victory, and it looked like it was going to happen again in the final. Got away early from the field as they were all kind of fighting for second behind him. Ended up being veterans Brandon Lemke and Brandon Jarzakrak getting out and away from the group and running down Conteca for uh, for the lead. Uh, and they actually got away from him a little bit, uh, but when the uh, two laps to go signal was given, Lemke and Jarzakrak essentially went at it for uh, for the top spot, allowing Conteca to close back in. On the final circuit, Conteca still sitting there in third as they went into the final corner. Lemke and Jarzakrak swapped the with the inside outside type maneuvers uh, as as the uh, the last corner of the racetrack is one of the slowest corners on the circuit. So. Made for an interesting finish in a lot of the categories, especially in this one. And so as Lemke and Jarzakrak kind of drifted wide and high out of the last corner, Conteca just did the over-under. They all went three wide to the checkered flag with Conteca getting the victory by 12 thousandths of a second. Oh, man, that must have had people on the sidelines oh, jumping, it, jumping like crazy. It was, awesome. it was a wild finish because he just sat there in third. You're like, he's out of it. He's not in it. Yeah. But as they kept fighting and fighting and fighting, and he just set, he set it up perfectly to come out of that last corner. I think it was Jarzakrak stuck in the middle. Thought he had Lemke beat, but Conteca came alongside on his right side, so it kind of squeezed him. As I think yeah. Conteca and and Lemke both kind of put the squeeze on Jarzakrak in the middle. So essentially, Lemke was there on the outside holding uh, holding line with. Uh, with with Jarzakrak to his right and Kateka to his right, so uh, uh, Lemke it. came up just short in second. It, I, again, thought it was going to be Jarzakrak with the victory, but again, Jarzakrak ended up finishing third. I think it was only forty four thousandths of him back from Kateka, so forty four thousandths wow. between the top three. Top three. What was what did the rest of the uh, top five? Uh, look the rest like? of the top five is Luca Mars finishing in fourth, so a solid drive for him, and then Ryan Norberg. Uh, our four-time Scusa champion finishing fifth. Uh, in recent um, EKN debriefs here, you've been coming up with uh, kind of the hard charger, giving a little bit of a spotlight in the driver who may have started further back and worked their way forward. We'll continue to do that. Who, uh, who made up the most ground in the opening round or the opening race for X-30 yeah. uh, Jacob Pro. Gulick, the RPG Cosmic driver, got 14 spots driving 27 to 13th. Ah. And again, in a long 26-lap event. So, that was one of the things that uh, I should have talked about a little bit in the paddock was how long the races were because uh, 26 laps for for the pro categories and the 24 for the others and I believe 20 for micro and mini. So it made for it made for some interesting racing because again, as we said, Conteca got away early, and if the race had only been probably maybe 20 laps, maybe he would have been able to hold on. Uh, but uh, yeah. with it being 26, uh, it it certainly made it. Made it interesting. Made it for drivers who were able to uh, to go the long haul and and not make many mistakes. So, so the big money up for grabs in USPKS is a combined uh, combined between the two races. So you kind of get the first race in the books, you kind of see where you are, and then people have to step up 
and make things happen on Sunday. Uh, looks like Lemke came out of the gate pretty solidly in qualifying. Lemke was uh, obviously quick, uh, qualified P1. I talked to him a little bit, said he hadn't been to the racetrack that often. I had thought he'd been there like every year that uh, that there was a race there, but uh, uh, I think last year was the last time he was there, so he didn't go there this year, but uh, it's still kind of a home track for him because uh, being in Road America, and I, I, I'm pretty sure he's got enough cadet years at Road America. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Lemke came out qualifying P1, but uh, Jarzakrak was able to score his first pre-final win of the weekend, uh, so he took the field to the green flag. Uh, the, the start of the main event was quite chaotic because there was a number of drivers in the lead group battling for the top spot. So we had a number of driver changes or lead changes in the first half of the race. Essentially, Arias Dumejian, who didn't really quite perform well on Saturday, kind of stepped up his game for the, uh, for the main event on Sunday, started seventh on the grid, kind of worked his way up to the point. Uh, he would brought along Jarzakrak and, uh, and Lemke. Uh, out with them, so they were kind of able to uh, to kind of break away from the rest of the group. So we had another three driver breakaway, but uh, Dumejian never put a wheel wrong, and essentially led the remaining laps of the uh, the 26 lap main event. Jarzakrak just unable to work around him uh, for for the top spot. Uh, so Dumejian gained his second victory in four rounds uh, in the X30 Pro category. Jarzakrak wow. finishing second, Lemke winning the battle for third ahead of. Paulie Massimino and Luca Mars rounding out the top five. Uh, hard charger who, uh, who came from the back. Another RPG cosmic driver with uh, Jonathan Ports coming from 23rd to 8th. So gaining 15 spots in the 26 lap race. Uh, very interesting. So essentially when you kind of break down the two main events, uh, you get a tie between Jars Crack and Lemke. Jars of Crack gets the tiebreaker, so he takes home the five thousand dollars. Oh, was it a tiebreaker? Well, because it's only the main event, so you finish second and third. You got second and third, uh, and they go by the uh, the last completed race. So Jars of Crack gets that uh, twenty five hundred dollar extra payday. Uh, okay, Dave. Let's let's give me give me okay, give me the clarification there. So points are awarded. Pre-final as well, no, right? It's just the main nope. events. No, they... I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, overall points for the championship. No, 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 no. no. Main... This is just the main events. Money okay, is. Just, ba- I know it's but, weird. It's weird. I. That's what I'm asking. I keep telling so, them they, they're doing it wrong, but nobody listens to me. Okay, so what? So the cash is what? The cash is just the main events. The two main events okay, on the but weekend. Points for the championship is everything. Right? Is everything. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So okay, so Jars so Jars Crack ends up winning the five grand Lemke twenty five hundred based on a better second finish in the second race. A bet, yeah, well, yeah, a best. A, I believe it's a, the last head to head finish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So because neither race. of them won. So yeah, because they both had a second, and they both had a third. Yeah, but uh, wow. Okay, that's. <laughs> It's interesting. Yeah, I don't like it because, again, you get these stupid tiebreakers that decide $2,500 difference. So, uh, you know, maybe that's something we can get them to change next year, but uh, we'll see. Uh, (laughs) So because, again, that was an issue the opening weekend was nobody really knew what uh, how the how the money was being awarded. So, okay, yep, copy. Still five grand for for Jarsakrat. Still five grand, so he's going to continue racing on (laughs) five (laughs) grand. Uh, Kanteka finishing third uh, with his victory on Saturday, helping him to get into the top five. So he'll take home uh, $1,250, $750 for Luca Mars with two top five finishes, and then uh, Arias Dumejian with $500, who 
I believe he was second in the money at Newcastle. So, How did the points all shake down when it's all said and done with one more race to go? So essentially the points haven't really changed. Uh, we still have Brandon Jarscrack and Paulie Massimito sitting there 1-2. Uh, Brandon Lemke has moved himself up into third with uh, the two podium finishes at Road America. So he's sitting back 150 points. Massimino back of Jarscrack by 67 points. Duke Medjian falls to fourth. He's back by 160 because, again, Every round counts. There's no drops here. So uh, he's going to definitely have to make up some ground in, at GoPro along with Ryan Norberg, who sits fifth, back by 196 points. Uh, all right, let's go to X30 Junior before we jump into the next break. Uh, good field of junior drivers, as you said, David. And just, uh, again, you know, just the, the top guys in the sport battling it out at Road America. The headline, Burke and Cruz earn first wins of 2020. Discussed. Ironically, it could have been Opalski and Cruz earns first wins of 2020, really? but something happened in the uh, the tech barn. So Ooh. talk about uh, Saturday. It was actually Jace Park as a quick driver early on, winning fast time and qualifying and earning the pre-final win. Uh, the main event essentially saw Max Opalski and John Burke get away from the rest of the field. Opalski secured the lead on the final lap and came across as the provisional winner. But again, as I said, uh, was removed after tech for a header issue. So thus taking the victory away from Opalski and giving it to John Burke. Uh, that moved uh, Jeremy Fletcher up into second. Jace Park fell back to third. Brent Cruz fourth. And Alex Stanfield for cross-link competition in the fifth spot. Hey, David. And uh, not just a race win for John Burke either. No, it was, it was char- a hard stellar charger. drive because... What? What? One of the things, one of the things throughout the weekend was lead pack through the first half of the race was really bunched up in a number of the categories, and then the second half of the race kind of spaced everybody out, whether it be contact or just drivers finding that that little bit more consistency uh, as as the uh, race went on. So uh, Burke def- definitely made his way through the field early, got up into the top five really quick, and then you know, as we said hooked up with a Polsky and was able to get away from the, uh, the rest of the field, but jumped up 18 spots, 19th to first. In the Man, event. that's impressive. That's impressive. We've seen it before. Uh, I think we just saw it at yeah. Newcastle, uh, multiple times, I think by Burke. Yeah, he did. Yeah. When you put him back in the, in the middle of the field, that guy can put his head down. There's no doubt about it. It's, he's one of those guys that like, we talk about all the time. He'll reel it. You know, he'll be faster than the guys in front of him. He reels them in. And when he gets there, he doesn't wait. No. Right. <laughs> He's going for it. Like he's not going to get caught up with their speed. He's making sure he's going through quickly. And I'm sure a lot of it was that uh, working his way to P one, as you said, from, from 19th on the grid, uh, moving to Sunday, obviously Jace park, uh, in, in race number one, David finishes fourth on the racetrack gets moved to, uh, to third with the, the penalty for Opalski. But again, comes out of the gate just like he did on Saturday qualifies on pole again. Yeah. Very, very strong out of the gate for Jace park, who, as we know, is coming off a, uh, a wrist injury from uh, Newcastle Motorsports Park during the Scusa Pro Tour event. So he had about uh, almost three weeks, four-week resting period uh, for his wrist. Uh, drove with a uh, a brace on it, so no cast, but it had a brace on it. And, uh, you know, I talked to him every every day, and he's like, doing great, doing fine. So, uh, That's good. So certainly, I, and I think I think with the, the way the track conditions were where there wasn't a lot of grip, I think that certainly ah. helps. Uh, with uh, with For the sure. wrist area and holding the wheel because again it was it was all about being smooth you know as you see those those mechanics on the uh, on the fence line <laughs> with the, the the finger and the thumb together and the you know <laughs> smooth, 
No. Yeah, dude, I gave I gave you that. I gave you that the brick. I wasn't paying I attention to that. I was giving you that. Uh, the you can't yard. be smooth there. I mean, it's flat out. That's true. <laughs> Just go, go. That's funny. All right. So uh, in the main event, uh, we got Park with the qualifying on pole. Cruz ends up with the pre-final. How things shake down in the main event? Yeah, Cruz was joined by Opalski and Park out front. Uh, they essentially were able to get away from the field, as we talked about. Big field early, and then you get drivers to kind of get away. Uh, they were the drivers to uh, to pull away from the field. Cruz ran a solid race, never really put a wheel wrong, never left an opportunity for Opalski or Park to uh, to take advantage of, and essentially led the majority of the race to uh, to earn his, uh, his first uh, victory of the season over Opalski and Park. Uh, the battle behind them was for fourth with John Burke taking that position and Paul Bocuse, uh, the hard charger of the race, moving up 14 spots, 19th to fifth. So uh, another Man, good drive uh, by I'll, Paul Bocuse. Yeah, dude, a lot. Obviously, Burke, first Burke, and then Bocuse coming from the tail of the field. Obviously, lots of opportunities to get themselves back. Yeah, I think front. Burke had a, a chain break in the prefinal on Saturday. So that was the reason why he started further back. Uh, not quite sure what happened to Paul Bocuse, but uh, could have been the same situation where you know a DNF or or just a bad prefrontal put him back uh, to uh, back in the grid. So, uh, but it was good to see, crazy to see the uh, the hard chargers by those. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, uh, all right, let's talk cash. Who uh, who walked away with the big money in X thirty Junior? So with the uh, yeah with the victory and what do you have a fourth place finish so I think we had a tie in this race again too because Burke had a first and a fourth and Cruz wins the uh, the twenty five hundred dollar payday over John Burke who takes home fifteen hundred dollars Jace Park uh, earns the seven hundred and fifty dollar paycheck that might help pay for the uh, the cast that was on his wrist. <laughs> no, you said you said brace. Well, he, had he had a cast so up until the weekend. Oh. So. Oh, then he cut it off. Sure, yeah, yeah it's so like, it's you know Ricky Bobby, full Ricky Bobby. Total, totally. I don't think he cut it cut at it the racetrack, but it would have been cool if he did. <laughs> I don't think his dad would have allowed that though. No problem. Uh, and then Jeremy Fletcher, uh, fourth overall in the uh, the money with uh, a five hundred dollar payday. As you said, David, the finale, the final two rounds of the series in October at GoPro. How are how's the points look in X Thirty Junior heading to that? This event? Is, it's going to be very interesting to watch this category yeah, like with this. the top four drivers separated by seventy four points, and you figure a two hundred and sixty is the maximum amount of points you can get, plus the number of entries as well. So uh, a lot of points to be to be earned over the two rounds in GoPro Motorplex. But Jace Park right now sitting in the number one spot in his, as he leads both Brent Cruz and Alex Stanfield by five points. So they're tied wow. sitting there for second uh, with John Burke back and forth. So those four drivers will definitely be uh, the drivers to watch and kind of keep an eye on as we go through the weekend to uh, to watch the championship. Uh, Thomas Anunziata sitting there in fifth, 136 points back. So he still has an opportunity depending on what happens in those two rounds to uh, to kind of move himself up in the top, further up in the top five? Well, David, as you said, no drops, right? No drops, but really? you know, you never know what can happen. You know, you have two bad days, and and That's there it. goes the championship. So uh, you it. know, if Anunziata has been quick, that's the one thing we'll talk a little bit more Anunziata. in KA Junior. But uh, he's been he's been good and one of the uh, top drivers doing the double. Speaking of KA100 Junior, it will be joined by KA100 Senior and X30 Masters when we get back after this break as the race report brought to you by Streeter Superstands continues. 
technology, design, and manufacturing. These components are what make Cart Republic a world champion. The Cart Republic chassis has earned two FIA World Karting Championships. Here in the U.S., the brand has earned multiple victories and championships in senior, junior, and cadet competition. Cartsport North America is the country's importer and distributor for Dino Chiesa's Cart Republic chassis, and as a leader in American karting, they are focused on providing stability for the sport and quality products and service for the community. Whether you'd like to find the Cart Republic dealer closer to you or schedule an arrive-and-drive package with its official North American race team, contact Cartsport North America through their official website, cartsportna.com. We are Republic. We are one. Two thousand nineteen was a great year, no question. But the off season is here, and I know that your mind is already thinking about next season. We all want to get better and improve our skills and our racecraft. And maybe you're tired of missing the podium or even the championship. So what do you do? Here's what I think: take a breather from throwing money at the newest speed secret and a new chassis you don't quite need yet. Invest in yourself. Take yourself to the next level as a driver. If you want to improve your results, do what every athlete does, regardless of the sport. Get professional coaching. And in karting, there's only one choice. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the -the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park in Houston. Alan Rudolph is a legend in our sport, and he's been a coach for over 15 years. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for 2020 by calling 866-607-7223 or head to speedsportsracingpark.com to learn more. Welcome back to the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network talking about the Badger State Grand Prix at the USPKS Midway Point up at Road America. David Cole giving us kind of the rundown. David, you talked about KA100 Junior. We'll go to that in a second. Let's start with KA100 Senior, the headline, Veterans Triumph with Bertignoli and Lemke earning wins. Yeah, because we saw in Newcastle the rookie drivers, the young drivers scoring victories with uh, uh, um, Bryson Morris. Oh, now I can't think of the other driver who won it. Let me find out who was. Uh, <laughs> is Yes, right? it was and, and, uh, and Bryson Morris scoring the victory. This time around, though, veterans scoring the victory, as you said, with Alex Bertignoli and Brandon Lemke scoring the victory. Lemke started out the weekend as a driver to beat in qualifying in the pre-final. Had the uh, the Merlin up front and being the one everybody was watching and trying to beat. Ended up being uh, Alex Bertignoli, though, who uh, who stood out. Came in as a championship leader. Had two podium finishes in Newcastle. So came in as a championship leader with Bryson Morris uh, not making the event. Uh, due to his rib injury, and it looked like his father was on the beach. So that's another reason why they weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw him under the bus. Yeah, yeah I think I was on the. I think I saw something out in the boat somewhere. Did I, I don't know, but he he's trying to be like Ryan Norberg and do videos now. So he's starting up his. No, oh, I saw that too. I did see. So that. I I called it uh, Waves with Wheels because his his nickname is Wheels. So uh, <laughs> it might it might catch on. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. So Bertignoli came in as the championship leader, kind of put himself, you know, in the top five 
early on, started the main event fourth and jumped out to a lead early on and was able to drive away uh, as the drivers fought for second behind him to uh, drive away to almost a two-second victory uh, in the main event for his first victory of the season. Again, the 2017 inaugural champion in this category. So he's, he has the experience uh, with, the, with the KA package for sure. Uh, Tristan Farber was uh, the driver who ended up winning the battle for second uh, over Lemke uh, with Josh Holtz finishing in fourth and Luca Mars, another top five finish. Indeed. Uh, hard charger. This one starting from, I think, tail of the field, right? 37. Yeah. Tail of the field. Uh, I, I think it was contact or something happened to where uh, Tyler Wettengel was off the racetrack on the opening circuit. So it started dead last came up from 37th to 13th, gaining 24 spots in the 24-lap event. So uh, essentially yeah, that, that, that a, a lap would, a, or a, a positional lap. Yeah, I mean, that would be an, on, an onboard video I'd like to see. I love when guys come from the back like that, right? Especially in that category. There, there, was a lot, yeah. there was a lot of carts and a lot of uh, close racing for sure. So it seems like uh, qualifying and pre-final on Saturday, on Sunday, pretty much uh, carbon copy what we had on Sunday. I don't know what the racing was like in the pre-final, but, but Brandon Lemke again, uh, P1 qualified. Yeah, the only difference, I think, from Saturday to Sunday was Lemke was able to keep his Merlin uh, machine out front in the main event because, as you said, uh, carbon copy with Lemke out front and qualifying in the pre-final. This time, though, in the main event, uh, essentially led 21 of the 24 laps, uh, including the last 19, uh, to secure his first victory uh, of the season. So four different winners and four different races for the KA 100 senior category. Uh, but again, Lemke with a, a solid, uh, day on Sunday to, uh, to sweep the day. Uh, Arias Dumejian, as we said, round one winner sat there was in second, a close second with, uh, Josh Oates right there in third, uh, Blake hunt came charging up late, uh, just needed a little bit more shuffling, uh, from the leaders, but didn't get that to uh, to be able to close up. So he he ended up finishing in fourth, and uh, the uh, Scusa Winter Series champion Nathan Cicero finishing in the fifth spot. Uh, one, of right. the, uh, one of the one of the issues, oh, yeah, no. one of the issues Uh-oh. looking at. Well, we'll talk about it when we get in the point. We'll go hard. Hey, you, can, you can go right now. So now, hard charger was uh, Keegan Bosch, who I swear yesterday was in cadets. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how this guy is in senior. Parting already, but you, uh, you feeling old, David? You feeling, feeling old? old? I'm feeling old. I mean, yeah. I mean, at least he's not at the <laughs> bar funny. drinking yet, so I'm not that old. That's no, true. I don't feel that old yet. But uh, uh, Keegan Bosch with the hard charger uh, aboard his Cosmic with uh, switch uh, racing engines gained 22 spots, 35th to 13th. So again, nice. Another onboard uh, that you probably would want to watch. Yeah, I'd like to see that too. No doubt. Uh, so what's the points look so like? So points are a little bit shaken up uh, as Alex Bertignoli, who was in the top, nearly near the top five in the main event on Sunday, retired early due to a broken chain. So that shakes up the championship chase big time as that puts him 115 points back of Brandon Lemke with Arias Dumejian sitting there in second, 71 points out of first. So this... This might not be as dramatic as we might want it to be. So it all depends on what Lemke is able to do in round five once we get to GoPro. Uh, Luke Salikin sitting there in fourth with Hayden Jones in fifth. 
All right, moving on to the KA100 Junior category. The headline, four for four on different winners in 2020. Yeah, very similar to the senior category with the junior category. Also has four different winners in four rounds. So we got to see uh, different drivers on top of the podium in this category. Saturday began. We thought it was John Burke, quickest in qualifying. Then, nope, Thomas Annunziata. He was the guy to win in the pre-final. So we thought, okay, one of those two drivers are going to come away with a victory. Nope. <laughs> this guy, this this was a pretty tight, tight, tight battle up front. I think the top six were essentially nose to tail throughout the throughout the main event. A little bit of a breakaway with the top three, and that included uh, Brent Cruz and the Will Power Cart. He was able to lead a little bit of a breakaway with uh, leading the final nineteen laps for his first win of the season. Wow, okay. Uh, Dizels- Danny Dazowski was among those in the second group. He had a he was trying to close late, uh, just didn't get enough to uh, to be able to steal a podium position from either Carson Morgan or Christian Miles, who finished second and third. Uh, Weston Workman ended up finishing in fifth, so that capped off the uh, the top five of that day. Charger, a hard charger for a K100 Junior on Saturday. Yeah, I think with these categories we're going to see a little bit less spots, but eight spots still hard charger award for James Overbeck in the uh, in the Tony Cart, nineteen to eleventh. So a good run for him. You mentioned Thomas Nunziata being pretty quick in the in the junior category, X30 Junior, obviously fast in K100 Junior as well. Won that pre final as you had said. Came out of the gate strongly on Sunday as well. Got tops tops the field in qualifying. Top the field in qualifying. Then we saw Brent Cruz uh, come back with the pre final win. And you know, again, another day where we had three different drivers at the top of the uh, the results sheets. At the end of the day, uh, this time it was Carson Morgan ending up uh, scoring the victory in the main event. Uh, Morgan was out front, had John Burke on his back, literally uh, during one of the corners. Uh, a little bit of contact as Burke drove over the rear bumper of Morgan in the uh, in the uh, last corner in I believe lap eight around lap eight or so. Uh, that sent Burke up and out, I guess, to the outside of the racetrack and into the walls there that are sitting there right in front of the grid. So that essentially ended his chance uh, for a run at the victory. Uh, Morgan maintained the lead though uh, through the contact and then was able to uh, to keep the drivers back as they continue to fight for second behind him. It was kind of a a, a strange situation because nobody wanted to go after the leader. They just wanted to go for second. (laughs) So, uh, so I think Morgan just kind of sat out front and uh, kept the wheels going and never made a a mistake to, uh, to go on to score his first series victory uh, in the category. Um, Winning the battle for second ended up being Thomas Annunziata ahead of Brent Cruz and Weston Workman with Christian miles, earning another top five finish in fifth. Strong, hard charger, as you said. We're not seeing these big, massive runs for him from the tail of the field, but uh, Noah Baker coming home as a hard charger in race two. Yep, seven spots, 14th to 7th in the 24-lap race, so uh, another good run for him uh, to earn the hard charger. Looking at the points, though, uh, this one's going to be a little bit closer than what we saw in the senior. Uh, We got three drivers within 79 points of each other. Brent Cruz now uh, holds the, uh, the championship lead ahead of former uh, point leader Weston Workman, so they're separated by 36 points. Uh, junior rookie Christian Miles there sitting in third. Uh, Thomas Nunziata fourth, 200 points back, so it's going to be very hard for him uh, to be able to break into that top three. And then Aiden Levy uh, sitting in fifth. All right, let's move to X30 Masters, uh, our favorite old guys. Uh, the headline, it's the Scott and Scott Show. 
I like that. Scott seems to be a good first name if you are uh, if you're racing in the Masters category. Uh, essentially, these were the top two drivers throughout much of the weekend, uh, with a little bit of sprinkling from uh, the Techno Kart guys in there as well. Uh, Scott Cop came in leading uh, the championship with his two victories at Newcastle. Came out uh, on top with the uh, the, the uh, quick time and qualifying. Didn't quite get the start he wanted to in the prefinal. That allowed Christian Vomir in the techno cart to jump out to uh, the lead and the win in that race. But uh, in the main event, Cop again shuffled back to fourth early. Didn't quite get off the uh, get on the gas quick enough when the green flag waved. Uh, got dropped back to fourth, but worked his way up to the lead by lap 14 and then led the remainder of the 24 lap race to score his third straight victory in the category. Uh, Vomir ended up finishing a close second uh, with Scott Roberts uh, rounding out the podium in third. Uh, last year's champion, David Galwina, sitting in fourth and Alex Mueller in the comp cart in fifth. And indeed, David, you've already kind of mentioned the hard charger, uh, nine spots from 12th to third for Scott Roberts. What happened to put him back in the field? Yeah, again, one of the one of those uh, going through the chicanes and uh, broke the chain. Uh, so he had to sit and watch the prefinal from the uh, the side of the racetrack. But uh, he was, again, quick to uh, to get around guys early on in the main event. Uh, so gained a number of spots early, got into the top five and then eventually got himself into the podium position. Uh, headline is the Scott and Scott show, but you did mention the fact that the techno cart drivers, uh, obviously, uh, right in the middle of the fight as well in the hunt, uh, Christian Vomir winning the pre-final on Saturday, but Lauren Tumardan on the techno, uh, getting the, the qualifying P1 position on Sunday. Yes, he did. Got, uh, was good on, on cold tires, uh, new tires and, uh, uh chillier, chillier, in the, chillier in the morning. Yeah. Said, right? Again, Scott cop was, uh, another victim of the uh the oil situation didn't get out for warm-up so oh, kind of okay. qualifying yep. was his warm-up session uh didn't quite get the lap down that he wanted to in qualifying so mardan took advantage got quick time in that session uh cop got able was able to uh come to grips with everything in the prefinal scored the victory and led them to the green flag uh led the first 20 laps of the main event before roberts kind of flipped the switch and was like let's go buddy and uh, snuck, <laughs> snuck around uh, cop in the uh, the last turn and essentially held on to the point for the last three laps with uh, a pretty good solid last three laps to uh, to hold off uh, cop for uh, for his first victory of the season. Uh, fill us in on the remainder of the top five in that category. Uh, Mar- yeah, so Mardan, again, quick all weekend, just uh, had some issues on Saturday with uh, with breaks, so that's why we didn't see him. Uh, in the top five on Saturday, but uh, Sunday we was able to uh, remedy that and and score the uh, the third step on the podium. Uh, Alex Mueller ended up finishing fourth because of uh, uh, David Galloina was crossed the line fourth, but was removed uh, from the results for a carb issue. So a DQ for the defending champion. So he essentially is not going to be able to uh, defend that crown, but. Uh, Already, already saw that he's looking to come back to to uh, GoPro in next month and uh, battle for the victories there. So we'll see him back better. Uh, so that moved up Mueller up to fourth, and then uh, Logan Cozy uh, finishing fifth for the uh, two top car drivers. You know, you're not seeing a lot of motion, David, uh, throughout the field when four spots is good enough for the Charger. Rob Mayer in the uh, in the Cosmic 12th to 8th. I think it seems like a lot of guys just holding their spots. Or- he said, well, he said he was going to give us a show, but uh, it was only four spots. <laughs> but uh, Rob Mayer did uh, earn the hard part. It was a different show. Really, the show was up on the uh, the hill. Um, 
I have a photo of it. You haven't seen it, but uh, it was the obviously X30 Masters was the last race of the day. Uh, so only a few people were sitting up on the hill. It's actually right behind where turn six is. Um, that's the highest point of the uh, of the cart track. And so it was a great viewing area. So you you would typically see a lot of golf carts and people sitting up uh, up there to watch the race. Uh, there, were, there was a, a mixture between the uh, the Speed Concepts Racing guys and the uh, the Rollison Performance Group guys uh, going shirtless and cheering on their uh, their their drivers through the uh, the last race of the day. So, uh, of course, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, you know, it didn't quite start raining then, but uh, you, you know, maybe they were taking them off to be ready. I don't, I'm not quite sure, but it was pretty funny to watch. I- All right, guys, one more break here in this particular edition of the EKN Debrief when we get back on this race report brought to you by Streeter Superstands, Mini Swift, and Micro Swift. David will give us the full details on how things shook down at Road America. Top-level production with a focus on a single form of motorsports, karting. This is MG Tires. MG Tires USA, underneath the Vantage Karting Group banner, is the official distributor of the MG Tires brand for the United States. MG Tires are the official spec tire in the United States Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, Sunshine State Karting Challenge, and countless clubs across the country. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. The 2020 season brings a new homologation period, featuring new names for the same superior products. Whether it's the medium SH Red, the soft SM Yellow, the super soft green SS, or the intermediate white IZ, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. Indoor and outdoor rental facilities can now trust MG Tires with their solution for long-lasting and the best performance, with three different compounds available through the RL line. For more info about MG Tires USA and its extensive list of dealers near you, check out their website at mgtiresusa.com. MG Tires, for the drivers. You've heard and read about us. We are the Rawlson Performance Group. We race to win. Our senior program is the best in the sport and we have the Scusa Pro Tour X30 Senior Championship to prove it. Our coaching staff includes four-time Scusa National Champion Ryan Norbert, three-time Scusa Supernats winner Bonner Moulton, Scusa Pro Tour X30 Junior Champion, 2015 Rotax Grand Finals Vice Champion, and Junior Development Specialist Luke Selkin, and our hands-on owner, multi-time champion, and IKF Duffy winner Mike Rollison. This isn't sideline coaching. We're on track, and we dogfight with you. It's like nothing you've ever experienced. You learn more and more with every single lap. Our seniors win races, like Hannah Greenmeyer at the Scusa Winter Series opener in Florida. And they win because they've been trained, coached, and honed by our RPG staff. Hurricane Hannah is proof positive. If you're a mini driver ready to move up, or a junior driver who's done with running mid-pack, join the team that will develop your skills and take you to the podium. At the Rawlson Performance Group, we turn juniors into pros. In 2020, we'll be racing at the Scusa Winter Series Pro Tour and California Pro Kart Challenge, the Florida Winter Tour, and the United States Pro Kart Series, as well as the IKF Northwest Region. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, 
The answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. We're the Rawlson Performance Group. We race to win. Back to cap things off here from our EKN debrief, reviewing the USPKS event at Road America. David Cole alongside Rob Howden. Of course, our race report brought to you by Streeter Superstands. Mini Swift and Micro Swift to cap things off. The headline, David, in Mini Swift, near perfect weekend for Max Garcia. A very strong performance by the uh, Will Power Kart, Kart Sport North America driver. Strong all day Saturday. Essentially was nowhere near anybody else uh, throughout the day. Uh, set fast time in qualifying, won the pre-final comfortably, and then just walked away to a nearly an eight-second victory over the field on, uh, on the main event. Uh, so a solid, great run for his first victory of the season. Uh, Parker DeLong ended up winning the battle for second ahead of Cameron Brinkman. Ben Mayer with his best performance of the year in fourth. And Mateus Orwella, the uh, the championship leader going into the weekend, ended up finishing in fifth. Uh, but again, a solid performance by uh, Garcia over the 20 laps. Yeah, 7.4 seconds. That's a, that's a pretty major race win in, in, in the Mini Swift category. How about the Hard Charger? Hard Charger went to uh, Oscar Eiliff, uh driving seven spots up from 15th to the eighth position. So a good run for him. Again, another one of those drivers that we're seeing kind of continuously get better as the season goes along. Yeah, David, looking at the results and, of course, the notes that you have here, Garcia really only – he wasn't P1 for only one session of the entire weekend, and that was qualifying on Sunday. Yeah, I want to say it was like two hundredths of a second that separated the two in qualifying. I, let me pull it up right here now. Uh, I'm right. Two hundredths of a second separated uh, Max Garcia from Ayrton Grimm. Uh, so Grimm was able to lay down a stellar lap in qualifying to steal uh, the pole position from Max Garcia. A uh, little bit of contact for Grimm on the opening circuit of the pre-final put him into the wall, essentially ended his race early on. Uh, Garcia was able to drive away uh, to the victory in that race. Uh, the main event was a little bit of a closer ordeal with uh, with Garcia getting shuffled back a little bit early on with uh, Matias Orwella and uh, Cameron Brinkman putting on the challenge. Um, Orwella stole the lead for one lap, but Garcia led the other 19 laps and scored his uh, second victory of the weekend, becoming on- the only driver to score two victories in the same category on the weekend. Wow, and what a what a dominant! Like you said, Dave, he led what, led twenty laps in the first race and nineteen in the second. So literally, he only didn't lead one lap in the main event. In the main events, that's correct. So, uh, but again, <laughs> this time, this Sunday was a lot closer event uh, with Cameron Brinkman yeah. and Mateus Orwella right there. Uh, David Cunningham out of the uh, the Speed Sports tent had his best finish of the season, finishing in fourth with uh, Spencer Codrad earning a top five with his fifth place result. David, you mentioned that Arrington Grimm, who qualified on pole, had some issue, an issue in the prefinal, got under the wall, but I guess that kind of lined him up for, for a good hard charger run back up through the Yeah, field. 11 spots, 23rd to 12th, uh, was closing up, I think, on like Parker DeLong, so uh, certainly had the pace on the day, just uh, just didn't have the racing luck on his side to be able to put it on the podium, but uh, all in all, good performance for him in the main event after a little bit of a heartbreak in the prefinal. Uh, obviously a super strong weekend for Max Garcia. How does that shake down in terms of where he sits in the points now? Well, that essentially jumps him over Mateus Orwella in the championship lead, uh, gives him a 17-point buffer as they go into the season finale. 
Uh, Cameron Brinkman sits there in third, 97 points out of the lead. Cooper Shipman and Parker DeLong are sitting fourth and fifth, but they're going to need a lot of help uh, to be able to uh, to battle for that top spot in the uh, the championship hunt. All right, final category to uh, head uh, to review here in the EKN Debrief podcast, David. Let's go to the headline from Microswift. Nitro Kart sweeps main events. Give me the give me the lowdown. It was almost a almost a complete sweep by Nitro Kart on the weekend, as we saw. It started on Saturday. Uh, Brady Shad, the uh, Wisconsin driver who I believe lives right there in Plymouth, Wisconsin, right uh, just south of the uh, Road America facility. We've I've stayed in Plymouth a number of times. Not sure if you have too or not. Well, yeah, I, I, I remember you staying there once. We won't get into why. Let's not talk about that one. If we talk about that, I'm talking about your hotel ordeal. We both have a hotel ordeal, Cole. I did drive by. I, I, I did drive drive by where that RV was that that you stayed in. But. I think I played. I think I played golf though <laughs> in Plymouth. Yeah, there is a there's a little golf yeah. course right by the yeah. uh, the American. It used to be an American uh, that was right there, and there was a, like a little par, right. par three course right there. Yep. Yeah, I played that a couple uh, times. So, yeah, Brady Chad uh, from Plymouth uh, ended up uh, setting fast time and qualifying, winning the pre-final. Uh, it was him and Cade Jagger in the other Nitro cart and another Wisconsin driver from West Bend. Now, the West Bend name, you got you got to know that one, right? Of course. Why? As in what? A driver or As the engine? As in the West Bend. There you go. The engine. That's <laughs> yeah, the one I'm you. talking about. I got you. I want to give you props, though, David. When we did the Outlap podcast, did you not kind of say that Brady Shab was going to be a guy we had to watch? I did. I call it well, you know, when you you're, did. especially the younger categories, when you're at a racetrack yeah. that you you race at weekly, it it certainly helps you when when the uh, the big shows come to town. So, I, I you, you got to factor in some of the uh, the local drivers to shine, and and Brady did just that. Uh, ended up coming up just one spot short with uh, with Cade Yager able to uh, to better him in the main event. Uh, they were able to get away, so they kind of battled it out for a little bit early on, but Yager was able to pull away lap by lap, uh, scoring the victory by two seconds over Brady. Uh, Vivek Canthan, who we talked about uh, a lot in July and August in the micro category, yeah. uh, earning another podium finish in, with the third-place result. Uh, Jace Petty in fourth, and Jack Iliff, who... Uh, Bounced back from the uh, a DNF in qualifying. He was one of the drivers who suffered a fuel issue, uh, made no laps in qualifying, and drove his way up through the prefinal and the main event to uh, to end up fifth. Yeah, nicely done for him. How about the hard charger in that particular category? Salvador Della Vecchia. 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 Correct. Della Vecchia. Della Vecchia. I remember you saying that name now. Two C's. Two C's. Della Vecchia. All right. Uh, ninth spot, 17th to 8th. That's why I'm not an announcer. That's it, dude. You write the names, I, I talk about them. That's good. Like Ebony and Ivory, okay. right? That's it, bud. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. It's just going to my head I know. Uh, I'm thinking of the Saturday ninth, Night Live kit. <laughs> so am I. So am I. Nine spots up, 17th to 8th for uh, Salvador De La Vecchia. Good run for him. And yeah, he, we've been talking about him running well uh, throughout yep. the season. Let's move to uh, to Sunday because uh, a new driver kind of working his way to the front and qualifying. Yeah, the, the only time a nitro cart wasn't at the uh, the front of the field in qualifying with Vivek Canthan, a quick lap in qualifying put him out front. But uh, Carson Weinberg, one of the veterans in the micro swift category, uh, came away with the pre-final win. He and uh, Canthan drove away from uh, the rest of the field in the main event. Excuse me. 
And uh, Canton just wasn't able to quite get by uh, Weinberg uh, for very long. Took the lead a couple of times that Weinberg struck right back, uh, including the final circuit and going up through the uh, the chicane. Canton just unable to make a move to try and get the lead back in the final circuit, thus allowing Weinberg to uh, to score his first victory of the season in the, at the series. Uh, Canton with another podium finish, though, with the runner-up. And then Gio... Oh, man, I see this. Another, Gia Mateo Rousseau. 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 Mateo Rousseau. Yeah. Uh, finishing Gio third, Mateo. his first podium finish of the season in the Nitro Kart. Uh, Ethan Tovo finishing fourth. And again, Jack Iliff battling back from a DNF in qualifying again. Uh, fought his way forward in the pre-final. Thought he was going to be able to challenge for a podium position, but got kind of got shuffled back in the main event. Uh, there was a large pack essentially battling for fourth uh, as uh, Gian Mateo was able to get away in third from all that uh, chaos. But uh, um, by left scoring, came in as a two-time winner and the championship leader, salvaging another fifth-place result. So that'll essentially help him in the long run when you look at the championship. Yeah, let's let's before we go to the points, let's go to the hard charger. Uh, seven spots up, twentieth to thirteenth. <clears throat> yeah, the Californian Tristan Murphy aboard the comp cart, uh, able to uh, to uh, gain uh, seven spots there. So uh, a hard charger for him. And again, as, a, as looking at the points, Jack Iliff remains a championship leader, uh, has a sixty point advantage over Carson Weinberg, uh, Vivek Canthan sitting third, eighty two points back. So they will essentially be the championship contenders going into the weekend. Asher Osteen didn't quite have a good weekend in Road America. He, he sits fourth in the points, 140 points back, with uh, Gian Matteo uh, in fifth, 233 nice. points out of the lead. Rosso P5. All right, folks, final break in this particular edition of the EKN Debrief. When we get back, we'll wrap things up. David will give us a little look at the Constructors' Championship, and then we'll talk about the upcoming events on the EKN Trackside Live Race Calendar. If the dream is IndyCar... Set your target on the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. Our ladder system is designed to take drivers through three rungs of competition. The first step is the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship, which features a carbon tub Tadis chassis, 180 horsepower, and a paddle shift sequential gearbox. Boost the USF 2000's output to 280 horsepower for the Indy Pro 2000 program, the second rung on the Road to Indy. Add in increased grip and aero downforce, and the Tatus PM18 becomes an incredible training machine. The final step before IndyCar is the Indy Lights Championship presented by Cooper Tires. The Delara IL15 boasts a whopping 450 horsepower. This car itself has helped train a third of the grid expected for the 2020 IndyCar Series. At all three levels, you race at premier venues on the same dance card as IndyCar. Showcase your skills under the watchful eyes of IndyCar scouts and owners. Former Carters fill the roster of Road to Indy graduates in IndyCar, like Joseph Newgarden, Pato O'Ward, Connor Daly, Zach Beach, Jack Harvey, Felix Rosenquist, Colton Herta, Charlie Kimball, Renus VK, and 2019 Indy Lights champion Oliver Askew. Racing karting graduates like Kyle Kirkwood and Braden Eves are in the middle of their journeys right now as well. Follow in their footsteps. If you want to race IndyCar, there is only one choice. The Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires.
If you're searching for a program to elevate you up the motorsports ladder, Crosslink Competition is your next step. Crosslink Competition provides arrive and drive programs that include driver coaching, data analysis, and engine rental programs for all major events in the 2020 season. Team Crosslink is scheduled to compete at the Scusa Pro Tour, Rock Cup USA, and the United States Pro Kart Series events, as well as regional and local programs from their home base in Texas. Crosslink Competition is a full retail shop for the Xfree and OTK parts line. Many new and used packages are available right now through their Dallas headquarters. Drivers interested in making the jump from karting to cars? Crosslink provides a streamlined opportunity for you. Team Crosslink Kiwi Motorsports with a 2019 F4 United States Championship title winner, providing the perfect transition within the same operation. Drivers looking to compete with an elite level karting program or to pick up gently used team equipment are asked to call 214-432-4413. Be sure to follow all the team's social media platforms at Team Crosslink. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network, wrapping things up from episode number 67, I think, David. Let me scroll back to the top here. 67. Episode, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, let's jump into to the wrap-up here right now, uh, David. As we've talked about, fourth largest event in the eight-year series history. Pretty impressive uh, for the USPKS. Yeah, and it could could be bumped uh, to the fifth largest when we get to GoPro uh, next month. Yeah. But uh, really, just as we talked about in the paddock, uh, paddock pass was just the fact that the last two years have been record numbers for, for this program in the eighth year of the series. So, uh, it's certainly peaking right now and, uh, they're hoping to, uh, to continue that trend going into year number nine, but, uh, just, just big numbers. Uh, and, and again, uh, happy, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, relaxed and, and just, Enjoy. Everybody's enjoying themselves every every weekend at the USP Canada. That's so, good. Like, if there's a good atmosphere yeah. and a positive atmosphere, man, that's awesome. That's good. Uh, but again, look at uh, and fun. then going to Road America for the first time in series history and for yeah. the first time for a number of the people in the paddock. So a lot of praises on being at Road America. Certainly, just being there, as we talked about earlier, is amazing. Uh, but uh, to race there, you know, the racetrack certainly provided its challenges. Uh, so it kind of took people out of their comfort zone and, and, and made them try different things and, and look at things a little bit differently regarding chassis setup and this and that. So I think, uh, it's certainly, and it's smooth. It wasn't rough other than, you know, the G load here and there going up and down the Hills. Uh, but, uh, you know, a smooth racetrack, it's not bumpy. Uh, obviously you run over curbs, you're going to have a little bump, but, um, it was, it was good. Uh, I'm not quite sure, though, we'll see USPKS racing on Labor Day weekend. Um, obviously, as we talked about in the opening, COVID-19 kind of shuffled the schedule around. And typically, the USPKS is done in July. So this is the first time they've actually raced uh, past the month of July. Actually, I think August might have been uh, the old series ending date. But uh, this is the first time they actually raced in September. So uh, it's... Uh, it, I don't think I don't see them keeping a date on Labor Day weekend. Of course, Rock Island Grand Prix has always been traditionally on that weekend. So with that race continuing into 2021, uh, Mark Coates has kind of confirmed with me already that they will not be on top of uh, Labor Day weekend. 
Copy. Okay. Overall, David, uh, the weekend itself, uh, everything were on schedule, pretty clean. Yeah, as you said, you know, the atmosphere was positive. Uh, on track, you were you were on track each day at eight a.m. When we were done before five p.m. each day on track. Uh, we had a forty-five minute lunch break, so we, you know, you know how much we love that. Um, yeah, we did a little break of the action. But nice. yeah, you know, so the staff and competitors did a great job keeping on schedule. We got delayed for something i can't remember what it was but it wasn't very long and we caught right back up to it and uh tim coyne did a great job with the with the uh the time schedule didn't have any lapses or or overabundant uh gaps in between races so he, nice. he did a great job there did a great job on the mic uh again all the staff did a great job again it's uh you know they have a lot of passion for the sport you know it's not they they don't do it for a living they're they're here to uh because they love it and uh that's a great thing so let's talk about the championship, uh, Constructors' Championship, which uh, which chassis end up getting the big wins. I know we talked about it through it, but let's let's kind of c- condense it on into yeah, one. Yeah, you look at the numbers, we had seven different chassis brands win on the weekend over the 14 different uh, main events. Uh, Will Power Cart earning four on the weekend. They had three alone on Saturday with KA100, KA Junior, and Mini Swift, and then added a second Mini Swift with Max Garcia on Sunday. So they were able to take advantage, take uh, the top spot in the Constructors' Championship for the weekend. Tony Kart earned three victories themselves, with Kart Republic earning two. And then we have Merlin, Xpree, Red Speed, and Nitro Kart. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Nitro Kart had two. Sorry. They had two. Yep. Yeah. They both Shop had both micro, micro. So they had two. Kart Republic had two. And then you have Merlin, Xpree, and Red Speed with one each. Uh, with one. All right, time to jump into the EK and Trackside Live race calendar. We'll let you know where we're going in the next couple of weeks. Comedic Gaskets, the sponsor of this particular segment. Comedic Gasket has been a leader in the performance gasket market by collaborating with engine builders such as Roush, Yates uh, Engines, and ECR from the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Comedic's cutting-edge gasket technology has then been applied to the Burris Cup Series as a spec gasket from there to the entire gasket line for the karting market, including both two- and four-cycle engines. Kometic offers the latest and most complete line of gaskets for today's performance-minded carter. Visit www.kometic.com for a complete line of karting gaskets. A custom build? No problem. Give us a call at 440-354-0777 and we can help. Again, that's Kometic Gasket at kometic.com. All right, David, three events essentially on the docket here right now. We may be adding a fourth. I haven't done that quite yet, but September 17, 18, 19, you go back to Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, I don't know if it's when the last time you were at Charlotte, but uh, Concord, North Carolina, the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals. I was there last year. Last year. For the, right? uh, yeah, Challenge. I did yeah. the uh, the video walk around the actual racetrack we will be racing on for the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals. That's right. Because Pre-repaving. Pre-repaving. Because again, I, I yeah. you know, I, I was just talking with somebody. I said, when I became a trustee and I did my meeting uh, at the WK office, which sit on the back stretch of the uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, I just thought to myself, why, why are we not utilizing that famous racetrack that have seen so many big races there? And so I'm just happy that finally it's it's clicked up, clicked on and, and people got behind it and uh, they were able to repave it. And now they're going to utilize that racetrack over and over again. So um, great to be part of history with the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals going to the Charlotte Motor Speedway for the first time. So it becomes part of history uh, as we've seen the uh, the case or the was it wasn't KZ back then. It was a Formula C. It was Formula C World Championships yep. back in what, 98, was it? 
98, yeah. Beggio won again. His fourth So we've seen Stars of Karting. We've seen international events. We've seen Briggs races. W, WK Constructors Championship. Constructors Championship. So uh, a number of events. Uh, you know, lots of Manufactured Cup Series events there. Uh, now Rotax is going to be uh, uh, making its first stop there. So it'll be it'll be cool to be part of history and to see, uh, I believe, nine tickets are going to be given away on the weekend to the 2020 Rotax Grand Finals, which will be held in Portugal this January. January, yep. Uh, October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, uh, getting ready for what should be a massive Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals, the fourth edition of the event at Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana. David, that should be a tremendous uh, event. I think you posted uh, on our Facebook page earlier today, already over 105 or 106 entries already, and we're a month out. We're a third of the way that you want it to be to the for the total right i think you wanted 300 mm-hmm. right i think that's what it was when i say 300 or 320 oh i mean 300 I almost I mean, okay well, well, 300 is good but, we'll take we, it. We especially gotta, with the canadians i was gonna say that's down. gonna be tough to do with with a lot of the canadians not coming down so yeah. we'll see we'll see what happens but i am I'm, I'm gonna say you know 250 to 280 is 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 doable from what we saw last year i believe it was 280 uh last year so we should be able to get back to that mark because we know a number of people who weren't at the event last year, including United USA drivers, are going to be there this year. So, um, yeah, it, it, you know, we still have time, though. Uh, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with the border, but uh, we, we, you know, we still have time if, if in fact, that does open. Yeah, the border closed right now up to September the 21st. They'll revisit that, of course. If they do end up opening it up, it's a possibility, but I'm not sure that's a, that's a very good odds at this point. Uh, one more event. We have David on the trackside live calendar for now, of course, waiting for more events to come in late October, November, December. But uh, in talking about the USPKS, as we've talked about already, their finale, October 16th, 17th, 18th, you'll be back down there with Tim Coyne again. GoPro Motorplex, middle of October. Yeah, middle of October. I, I don't know what the weather's going to be like then. I'm going to guess right. rain. Yep. You're gonna guess I'm going to guess rain. I'm going to put right. it out there right now. I know people don't want to hear it, but every year I go to GoPro, there's except for the summer months when it's like, say, July or August or June, uh, it rains. Cause we've been there. You know, The series began in 2013 in April. Well, April showers, of course, bring May flowers, but... Uh, so it rained every time we were there in April. I want to say I was there in October for a WK Manufacturers Cup race as well, too. And I think it rained that weekend. So I I think the easy bet is to say rain. Well, let's hope that does not happen. But of course, as you said, it's a definite possibility. But it could make, it the, could make the but, championship chases a lot more interesting with, with some of precipitation. Course it would. I mean. Of course it would. That would definitely change things up in a big way. And again, that championship... Uh, coming to uh, a, f- a close, as David said, in October. Uh, we've wrapped things up, though, here with episode 76 of the EKN Debrief. David essentially walking you through everything that happened at SeaTech, SeaTech, rather, uh, Manufacturing Motorplex at Road America. Awesome to see uh, a top-level national program get back to Road America, a great facility, America's National Park of Speed. And a big thank you again to Franklin Motorsports for being our presenting sponsor of this particular EKN debrief. Lots more to come, folks, on the EKN Radio Network. Uh, look for more podcasts coming. We'll have a This Week in Karting coming pretty soon as well. Of course, David Cole will be putting together all the uh, the live coverage from this event, the Badger State Grand Prix. Get that into podcast form and get it up on the EKN Radio Network. Lots still to come, as we said. Lots more racing here in 2020 as well. Hope things are going well, folks. Take care of yourself at home. On behalf of David Cole, 
My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. 